Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 128. Sorry, said the peculiar young man in a deep, deep voice. Embarrassed. He stopped humming. No, I enjoyed it, said Shadow. Don't stop. The peculiar young man hesitated, then commenced to hum once more, his voice as deep and reverberant as before. This time there were words interspersed in the humming. Down, 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 he sang, so deeply that the windows rattled. Down, 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 down. Christmas lights were draped across the eaves of every house and building that they drove past. They ranged from the discreet golden lights that dripped twinkles to giant displays of snowmen and teddy bears and multicolored stars. Shadow pulled up at the restaurant and he let his passengers off by the front door. Then he got back into the car. He would park it at the back of the parking lot. He wanted to make the short walk back to the restaurant on his own in the cold to clear his head. He parked the car beside a black truck. He wondered if it was the same one that had sped past him earlier. He closed the car door and stood there in the parking lot, his breath steaming. Inside the restaurant, Shadow could imagine Wednesday already sitting all his guests down around a big table working the room. Shadow wondered whether he had really had Kali in the front of his car, wondered what he had been driving in the back. Hey, bud, you got a match? said a voice that was half familiar, and Shadow turned to apologize and say no. He didn't have a match, but the gun barrel hit him over the left eye and he started to fall. He put out an arm to steady himself as he went down. Someone pushed something soft into his mouth to stop him crying out and taped it into position. Easy practice moves, like a butcher gutting a chicken. Shadow tried to shout, to warn Wednesday, to warn them all, but nothing came out of his mouth besides a muffled noise. The quarry are all inside, said the half familiar voice. Everyone in position? A crackle of a voice, half audible through a radio. Let's move in and round them all up. What about the big guy? said another voice. And that's our page. On the bottom of the previous page, Shadow acknowledged the deep bass rumble of Alvis's humming, and on this one, Alvis seems a bit embarrassed, but continues at Shadow's insistence. Alvis is really great. I know he's not here for much, but I, I love the idea of... of Basically, the gods in the book are very human in their representations. They're very much, they're not the infallible gods of the Christianity and other religions where the gods are above people. It's like the Greek gods, the Roman gods, the Norse gods, and many other gods throughout history are particularly fallible and able to fall into the same kinds of traps that people do. And I think that's what makes them more relatable especially in this case. I love this thick dwarf boy. He is wonderful. We also get our first mention of Christmas, and what I think amounts to more or less our first mention of one of the Abrahamic versions of God. There's a chapter that was cut from the novel where Shadow meets Jesus. It doesn't appear in the it doesn't appear within the text of the book, but it, there's a bonus section at the end of this edition where it does appear. And I think it's it kind of makes sense why Neil wouldn't put Jesus in does also seem odd that we're dealing with all these gods and goddesses, but not Jesus himself. The TV series did a pretty good job with it. It's a bit heavy-handed in the first instance, and then Jesus ends up linked with Easter, which makes good sense. But we won't meet Easter for another, I don't know, 100 pages, maybe a little more, maybe a little even more than that. It's been a while, like I said, since I've read this, but she's one of the best incidental characters in the novel. I like that Shadow gets a chance to imagine out his doubts a bit. He's questioning if he gave Kali a ride to the restaurant and who was in the back seat. And it's a bit of a slow process here, but we do get Shadow 
kind of snapping back to his more mundane reality. And he's also able to recognize that the woman riding shotgun had some similarities to the goddess Kali, especially the view he got of her when he was still in Wednesday's mind. Shadow decides to park at the back of the lot to get a quick walk in the cool winter air, clear his brain, maybe figure out what's going on. And uh, he parks next to the black truck that sped by him on the previous page. And I didn't make a note of that on the last page, I don't think. I'm trying to remember my notes versus my actual recording. But it didn't seem important on the page before, but I think I need to start remembering that in most books, there's not unimportant details. Shadow Park's next to that one, though, and yeah, it is the same truck. And it does mean there is a mole in the group. I could spoil the whole thing now, but I'm not ready to get there yet. Suffice it to say that the men who grab Shadow closer to the bottom of the page are in this truck, and they're able to get the restaurant before Shadow because someone tips them off. Shadow is asked by an unseen stranger if he has a light, and it's noted on the page that Shadow finds the voice half familiar, and it won't be the last time he has this thought about this voice. We don't find out who this is until... I think it's within the last hundred pages or so, but this is Mr. World. Mr. World is essentially the de facto leader of the New Gods, and we don't ever find out a whole lot about him within the novel. In the TV series, Crispin Glover plays Mr. World, and it's just delightfully creepy. I mean, Crispin Glover, you might assume that everything he does is delightfully creepy, and I think it must be at this point. But we won't meet him within the context of the novel for like 300 pages, so it's it's interesting for me to realize that even though the TV show pulled the trigger on a lot of things pretty early on, including Mr. World, the book holds back a significant amount of information from us. I'm also finding that as I'm rereading the book for the purposes of the podcast, there are, are events that are completely out of order in my head, mainly because I've seen the TV series and that's a little fresher in my brain now. Upcoming, though, we'll meet Mr. Ibis and Jackal in an official capacity, and that's about a chapter away. But in my mind, they appeared much sooner in the novel. So if anything, in the previous 100 and, good God, 27 episodes, 26, however many episodes before this, is out of order. I apologize for that. That's just me not remembering the order in which I read things versus when I took notes versus when I recorded, etc. So... Anyhow, you can get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember... Oh, and I should remember that I have a Patreon for the show, patreon.com slash worldbeyondpodcast. Thank you for remembering with me, and remember... Only the gods are real.